This is brutal power, wrapped in an elegant machine. Welcome back, darling. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. Wrong, wrong, wrong. The card leave in the pool. Gate holders months ago. Go red and look at him go. Here he comes. Boom, right over the top. But the boost, it is 15, lands clear. Is a good horse like Harry said. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? He's stayed all closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy had to pull the whip. It's coming again. Dirt's dead. He lunges and wins. What an outstanding racehorse. Welcome to the Racing and Sports in the Office preview podcast for this weekend's racing. Both Adam and I are fresh off our deathbeds. We've been pretty crooked the last week, but certainly looking forward to this weekend. Golden Slipper Day, one of the best days in Sydney by far. And you've got the All-Star Mile down in Melbourne, Blake. Yeah, so a big, big Saturday of racing under Golden Slipper. Golden Slipper Day is Sydney's biggest day, isn't it? It seems like Sydney's sort of marquee day for me. I think maybe it's a toss-up between um, the Golden Slipper and the Doncaster. What's the most Sydney race for you? I'd say the Doncaster. That's my favourite. Yeah, but I, I think that's because I've backed more Doncaster winners. <laughs> yeah, that helps. And looking at the slipper this year, I'm not confident of finding the winner. No, it's a um, no, it's following the trend of um, the two-year-old season overall, really, isn't it? So um, very, very even, and and lacking the standout, the betting sets as a standout in in Cool and Gatter, and I suppose for for that stable at the moment, the um. The unconventional is the conventional, so I could understand people would want to just line their chips up behind that stable and back them in, but um, no, I think it's a, to my eye, a slipper to go uh, looking a little wider than, than that. Um, yeah, it's a racket. It is, it is. I think we talked earlier in the week. Not often you see the best filly and best cold in October, so Cool and Gatter and Sajardin won the Breeders and the Gym Crack, and then, then they've come up. I guess one, two in the betting in the slipper, they look to still be the best filly in Kyle. I guess that sums up what we've seen from the two year olds this season. Yeah, that's right. First race of the two year old season was cool and gather, wasn't it? And she um, absolutely blitzed in there in the gym crack, and there's barely been a better performance in the month since. So, yeah, that is um, that is an interesting query. But, yeah, again, it just sort of falls in line with the uh, narrative we've been weaving for the, the whole season, doesn't it? It's just been. Um, Feels like we've been waiting for a good one to, to really announce itself ever since Cool and Gatter, and it hasn't really happened. My only one of the interesting little angles I thought was in, in the race was that the Blue Diamond it hasn't had a winner of the Golden Slipper since Boy, which is ten years ago now, or just over ten years ago now. But it's only missed throwing up at least one place getter in one of the ten years since. So it's been hitting the crosser, the Blue Diamond. They've been running invariably well and at the one miss the one year where they missed was 2012 they ran fourth and fifth with two runners so it feels to me like the blue diamond has been a really good lead up without producing winners they second and third last year from from third and second in the blue diamond so i also wonder with sydney's big wet whether those horses that have managed to to stay out of the wet if you like and, and prep up and do their, their campaign down in melbourne have any advantage i don't know i have no real strong theory to that but an idea in, in the back of my mind. So yeah, those those horses through that race with, with Jack and O's and, and even Dormier who won the race and seems pretty big odds to me in the in the Blue Diamond is um 
it's pretty interesting. It was a low blue diamond, but I'm thinking it's going to take a low mark to, to win the golden circle as well. So, um, I mean, they ran a place with, with Lyre and she was an even worse blue diamond winner. So, yeah, I think, I think that's the, the interesting little angle if you like to mind, but yeah. Not a not a golden tippy sort of walk in with a with a hugely strong opinion and, and now you're colours to one. Yeah, I think the the interesting point you raised, the blue diamond sort of people the narrative is you pen blue diamond form in the slipper because they don't produce winners, but it is easily the best lead up. You won't get a faster twelve hundred meter race going in. Generally the Tobin and the Riesling, obviously the best lead up in Sydney, but it's three weeks now, uh, the diamond to the slipper, which has been in you know, changed in recent years. Back with Sepoy, it was a bigger gap. But I struggle just because it's down in Melbourne, people are considering it not a good lead-up, but it's got to be a good lead-up for this. Yeah, well, I think, you know, that's, if you count winners, you, you're casting a very shallow net. I think you just cast it wider and you can see the horses off the blue diamond have overperformed. They've run terrific for 10 years now in, in the Golden Slipper. So, um, yeah, given that it's only usually a handful of horses that actually do race in, in both races, to, to Produced place getters in 10 of 11 years and been right around the mark with only two runners a year to miss. Um, yeah, it's fantastic lead up. So, yeah, Animal and Ingratiating ran places in, in both of them last year. There was only three horses in the, the slipper last year through the, the diamond. The other one was Artorias, who ran a screener. So, um, no, it's a, it's a great place to, to come off the blue diamond. And, you know, you're running a high pressure 1200 metre race. That's what the point you're making there is a good one. It's a, a good place to go to, to learn how to race in high-pressure 1,200 metre races. So they've had good practice. Yeah, I, look, I think Dormier is probably another Blue Diamond winner who's a better three-year-old than a two-year-old and maybe a bit of a bonus on the way winning the, the Blue Diamond. But he did it well enough, and who's to say he won't pick up another another bonus? So, yeah, I thought early prices about Jack and O, given he's a horse. We haven't seen him have a real crack at it at all just yet. Jack and O, he hasn't had a, a race fall for him yet. Um, and good enough to start seven to two in the blue diamond anyway. I think some of those early prices and even the price now, I think you can get twelve, thirteen dollars in some. I've had worse bets. Yeah, Blinker's first time. Just where he gets to from that draw, I saw the official maps have him going back, but I'm hoping Hugh Bowman can at least land in midfield. Yeah, it feels like a feels like a good Bowman spot. Nick Price is a bit like the Blue Diamond as well, actually. He's hitting the crossbar a lot in the Golden Slipper and um He'll win it. He'll win it eventually. He won't keep it in the crossbar. One of these will rattle on in. So um, his placings there with um, Profiteer last year and Flying Artie, extreme choice with the kick, and that was a bit of a, a disaster. But he's, um, I think, in a place with Sama Reddy as well. So he's um, been right around the mark, and it's a race I know that he, he really wants to win. So, um, well, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Five million dollar race, <laughs> and he wants to win. <laughs> but he will. He's, um, Good stable, and he will win it. Um, will he win it on Saturday? I'm not sure, but I, I have um, had a little something, and I might have a, another little something on him to win it there on Saturday. I think the the thing I like with the two you mentioned off the blue diamond is we're yet to see either on a wet track, and Dormier by Epaulette, you'd imagine he should get through it. And I do like having an unknown. They might swim, and if they're already, we think, good enough to win the slipper as it stands, if they then swim and Others might not handle the conditions as well as them. So, yeah, they both look to be over the odds in early betting. I, you can't say Sajardin's a better horse than Dormier and he's a third of the price. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure some people will say that, and maybe they're right, but I'm happy enough to have a bet otherwise. 
We're going to get one eventually, right? Got it. Got it. So do you want to move on to the far less competitive but highest rated horse racing in the country, not even in the country, in the world, I would say, on Saturday? And that is the Rambit, very elegant. He is the, um, the highest rated horse on the, the card there in the star attraction, but the race itself is um, not so much a star attraction. I'd say she's very short odds there to, to win another round, but she knocked off a Dave in a thriller last year. It doesn't look like it's going to be um, quite so thrilling. Can you make a case for anything knocking her off? No. I think... Um, On to the next race, too. <laughs> I think it's uh, yeah. I mean, she's a dollar forty, right? It's hard to find many negatives when horses are that short. And I don't think interesting monophilia. She should improve second up. Gets the condition. She looks most likely to run second, but yeah, they all look to be speed hunts in comparison to her. And want to see her win and then obviously heading towards the QE and hopefully we'll see a bit of form off the race. He'll guineas take her on in that QE. Yeah, for sure. I must say, when I was mucking around just a minute ago, running some sims of the, the race there, I didn't come up with a quite as short as she um, as she is. Angel of Truth was, I mean, he's a shocker, but he wasn't far behind her in the Tipping Norton and he was placed in this race last year and I reckon two out of five runs last prep, very elegant, she dipped to, or she ran to a level that they can get at her. So, and one of those is third up at 2,000 metres where she just Typically, it looked invincible, but she um, she ran a shocker in the really in the term, mm. didn't she? So yeah, she did. Up. Yeah, so when I was mucking around with that, I, I made it more like a dollar seventy and an angel of truth. The danger is more like four to one. So I mean, maybe maybe there's your little angle. Maybe angel of truth if um if you can catch her on a bad day is good enough. Off the you know good run last time, as I said, placing this last year, wet good. A nice spot for him to, to run well and then hope like hell that she has a bad one. Maybe that's the the angle, but I suspect she won't. And as I said, 2,000 metres, other than that Turnbull run where she just ran a bad one, um, 2,000 metres third up has been a pretty, pretty sweet spot for her. So. Yeah, I don't think she's run a bad one in Sydney would be the difference. Yeah, yeah, although she's, I don't think we're going to, the hairs on which where she her up is cheap and good. Yeah. The next, next cab, the Bizarro for this week. Pretty obvious in the All Star Mile. The Bizarro, yeah. So that's the, the horse. We, uh, what's he doing there? No, what's he doing there? That's not the wrong. What is the description? Bizarro Why is. He- is- why is he so well found in the market, or we don't have him as well found in the market? I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's a good description. And it's pinstriped in the, in the All Star Mile, isn't it? He looks to me to be priced up as though he looks to me to be priced up in the early market as a sucker play. And when push comes to shove, and we're really betting, him, he's a fourteen to one chance, isn't he? I, he just looked to me, he just looked a lively outsider, and he's been priced up as a key market player. That's just he's in the wrong bucket, isn't he? We always say beware the unlucky runner because they go around under to the next start, and he would be the absolute definition of that, right? Yeah, I mean, should he? This is the thing: is 
you're unlucky and you get credit for what you may have done. I mean, yeah, he was unlucky in the Australian Guineas not to give Hitotsu a big shake and maybe beat him. He looks priced up there as if it's not only guaranteed that he beats him, but that he beats him by two with a handbrake on. <laughs> right, well, what what price would Hitotsu be? Yeah, see, I feel like Hitotsu would be about that price, wouldn't he? Yeah. And I feel like... Yeah, he's got more depth to his profile, too. Yeah, he's, he's every bit as good as Hitotsu or better. And Yeah, as I said, he, he looks like he's priced up as if he absolutely got the clear run and spanked him. And I'm not... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not blind. I could see that he was unlucky and he should have been in the finish. But um, Wait, did you watch a replay? Well, I watched it. <laughs> you didn't have to watch the replay that have we? Have I ever caught you, Addy? Have you actually watched the replay? <laughs> I um, I probably have seen a replay. But I saw it live. And it was um, it was an ugly enough train wreck that you couldn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, you do. I'm, I, I haven't made it to one chance and one of the sort of interesting ones away from the, the main chances and I thought Zaki was I think Zaki's a very fair price figure in two one. And as you know I I hate him but um I've got many times in over hundred and twenty and none of these things have been there. So who can get there? Probably Thunderstruck. I reckon inspirational girl is nailed on to go big but he's gonna run mid to low 120s and that's going to win him so many of these so um, I thought it was a reasonable shout to say he's 50-50 pop to run his big race and if he does that he wins but half the time he wins a lot of the time if that makes sense yeah if you're uh, if you're a fan of USB profiling second up last prep he was a dollar twenty to beat Probabile and now yeah. he's three He's three forty to beat inspirational girl. Who yeah, and that was I really like, but I don't think she's better than Probabil. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're a reasonable comparison, aren't they? Yeah, so now he's three forty, and he was a dollar twenty last prep. Yeah, <laughs> it's, there's got to no, be. It is interesting. It's his, it's his biggest price since he won on the Gold Coast, which was the start of Zaki Mania, if you will, when he beat fifty stars. That's the last yeah. time he was around this price, so. Yeah, if you're a Zaki fan, he was fine first up. Yeah, he got beat, but that was fine. And now he's drawn out in a race with more pressure. He rolls forward. Like, to me, it's fantastic. I mean, it was your best bet as well, so you obviously agree. Yeah. No. Sounds, sounds good to me. I mean, it's... um, Yeah, I've, I've disliked him, and I've disliked the hype around him for 12 months now because he, he ran good numbers up in Brisbane there, and, and you know, I'm a ratings guy so when these horses on big ratings I, I love it but then he very quickly went from oh it's a big rating to oh he's an unbeatable wonder horse like what a superstar it's like whoa hang on tap the brakes like he's a solid group two fringing on group one or and we're all talking about him as if he's you know some sort of superstar and he's going around as falls on in group one I mean that was ridiculous but now it seems to have um, it's taken 12 months um and we've finally sort of got it, got it to cool out, and he's you know, now all of a sudden a fair and reasonable price, I think. Um, yeah. And I what price did you have him? I had him two eighty, and I as I said, I've got him two eighty, and I hate him. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think inspiration was an unfair bet either. I think that 
you know, she she looks nailed on to run to a big new peak there, and, and she's you know, she's just done exactly what you would want her to do last start. And finally, we got her away from the course at fourteen hundred. We got her back to a mile at Flemington. She looked all ready to explode, and she did. And and she didn't give herself up there either. There's, there's more to come. So um, I like that race in general. Thunderstruck was she was a bit better, I think, than Thunderstruck in the ore. Um, but his pace is exactly the same as Inspirational Girls was going into the blaming. He gets away from Corfu 1400 where those horses like her and, and Thunderstruck, they want to use their strengths, they want to flex and they want to start asserting themselves right at the point where Caulfield jags hard left and you can't really circle them. So it's an awful spot for horses like them, the Corfu 1400. They never win there. Um, but when they get to Flemington, when that point where they want to start asserting themselves into the race is the perfect point of Flemington to start doing so. So they get a chance to to build and sustain their effort. His problem, of course, is that he draws carrier one, so he's going to need you know, some fresh air from there, but he'll run. He'll run big. So they're the, they're the three in the betting that seem fair enough in the betting to me. Um, Darky with the big peeps and those two are the ones that look most likely to maybe peel something off that's better than what they've done in the past. Stefano's got ratings up there, but I reckon she was a non-stayer in the Maccabi Diva in, back in the spring at a mile, and Stefano got knocked off by Thunderstruck in the Turac, and I think he'll knock her off again. Um, and then it drops away pretty quickly, I think. Cascadia, you could make some sort of case for a lot of miles from Zaki and the McKinnon. Um, I thought he was pretty plain last week, but obviously they were just using that as a, a stepping stone. Won a slow race before that. I'm not exactly quaking in my boots over one beating Yonkers. <laughs> but he was, you know, he was in front of a couple of those in the, in the oar as well, and then all right, and we tipped him in that as well. So, you know, I can't be too dismissive, but I thought if his price is too big, it's not by much. Um, yeah. Do you like Do you like the concept? Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't really care. It's sort of, um, I feel like with this, of all these pop-up races, the Everest worked because it filled a hole that needed to be filled. Whereas the All-Star Mile, like, geez, we've got a lot of, um, a lot, a lot of mile races. And I mean, we're running the draw drive at the same day. Um, they should have poured their heart and soul and all their marketing budget and their money. And if they wanted to have a vote concept, they should have had that around the Australian Cup. Yeah, I just think yeah, I just think they they don't want to do that, of course, because if you just put it into the Australian Cup, you can't claim to have created it, right? So if you're like when you whip whip out your PowerPoint presentation, explain to everyone how you're smashing your KPIs. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to have created this new concept with the terrible name All Star Mile. That's oh awful. I love how it's the All Star Mile yet right? no one wants to run in it. How good does Australian Cup sound? It sounds like a grand race. Yeah. The Australian Cup, that's even bigger than the Melbourne Cup, the whole of Australia. They um, they put five million bucks up for grabs and they rather run converge for six hundred thousand in the Roseville Guineas. I think that sums it up for me. Yeah, I mean that's interesting, isn't it? I suppose that's just a um stuck to Stuck to their plan and, and want to stick to doing what they were always going to do with Converge. And I think he's been the road to Guinea Court since birth, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Since he won in Brisbane. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, maybe even before that, really. But yeah, he's um, he's always looked at the Rose Hill Guineas horse. Did you have an opinion in the Rose Hill Guineas? There, I sort of my first, my first. Uh, okay, here's the field, and you you can't help but have a quick opinion. Is that Converge should be almost you know, Converge versus Animo was a down the line thing. There was nothing between them last time, and both are just as likely to improve or run as well after two thousand, but. When I started mucking around with my uh, super simulator on that one, yeah. um, it wanted to tell me that my uh, Converge should be priced right alongside Animo vibe was wrong. It wants to tell me that Animo should be odds on. Really? Yeah. Okay, is that just bulk of ratings for Animo? Yeah, it's just, just depth of, of ratings, really. So, um, yeah, when you think about it, I mean, he, we've got Animo running pretty close to his best there last time, and he's He's done it in the guineas. He's done it in the cox plate at the trip. So he's just a pretty good chance of um, turning up and running that race again, isn't he? I think I think I was on with Brad, I think, when we did the review show you're away. But um, Animo copped a little bit of stick for getting best converged the other day, but he ran one of the best races of his life, and he has proven now time and time again that he's versatile, reliable. He's, he's just a really good Thoroughly genuine, likable racehorse. So, um, yeah, he's got that going for him. I think the interesting thing for me with the pair of them was so, seen him race twice, obviously, this prep. And the Hobartville, they decided to concede from the draw on Converge and settled behind Animo. And Animo yep. was too good for him. And then last up, James has conceded. From a middle draw, which was interesting, but he settled behind Converge and then couldn't <laughs> run him. And then couldn't what do you run mean by interesting? Well, interesting <laughs> decision. Given he settled fourth in the Hobartville. But anyway, now it looks as if Converge is going to settle ahead of him again. And you couldn't really say there's much between them. So it's, I understand Animo has that bigger bulk of rating. But we yet to see Converge at 2000, which I think is, as you always harp on, three-year-old Frankles, they just start looking for ground. So I could, yeah, I mean, taking sort of even money odds on Animo doesn't appeal to me at all. No, it feels gross, doesn't it? Yeah. You're going to settle behind the horse who I don't think, you couldn't say Animo's much better than Converge. No, not at all. In fact, time for them. Shrewd people putting those, compiling those figures will tell you that they're exactly the same. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it's a classic James coming prep with Animo, like fourth up 2000. This is the grand final. And then hopefully onto the QE against Very Elegant. Converge will go back to the Doncaster. But, yeah, I mean, it should be a ripper. I just hope there's no hard luck for it. Let's just see him race. Are you giving... I'm not, but are you giving Profondo any chance? Not as much as the market, no. No, I thought... Did he have an excuse first up? Or was he... I mean, I know... Okay, so he's wide on a strong pace. But he, he didn't just yield late on. He was hammered. I think his excuse um, was, a, was a terrible prep. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. So now he's got to spot them much bigger platforms for the race and find, I mean, the first up run doesn't get him within 
obviously uh, anywhere near them. So he's got to do something right back towards his spring champion win, but that's not enough either. So, yeah, the machine spits him out as, as fairly unlikely now because he, he can't just pull off the spring champion run. And, you know, if he, if he runs the spring champion race, and I hope he does because I hope he gets himself, you know, back in the game, but it's still not going to win him. Yeah. They've gone to a whole other level now. So we're still, you know, we're chasing two, three lengths ahead of that now. Um, and how do you really model a big peak off that first cut run? Hard to do. Forgot you nailed on to run really well and lose. Um, Raging Bull, yet another one for my Frank Packer Plate Black Book, which is getting shot the block. <laughs> and He's right in there. There's some nice Saturday handicappers below that, but um, yeah, well, yeah, it was sort of the reason that the Monte Carlo sim says odds on Animo is, is not so much that it doesn't think Converge wins roughly as, as much as the market says he will, but that the others don't. Profondo's closer to 20s than the 550 they're betting and, and forgot you much the same. So, um, I mean, it's likely enough that one of Animo and Converge runs down and runs at a level that a horse like Forgot You could get to, but it's less likely that Animo and Converge sit down, especially when both of them were so well set up to go big. So, yeah, I think it's a... Um, yeah. I think it's got the um, match racy vibe. Yeah, it's expected one of them will peak. If not two, you'd be surprised if both flopped. So if one of them turns up, they win, I would suggest. And I don't think the others have much chance. No, they don't have much chance. I don't think it's very hard to see how they um if they could if one of the big two runs right up to form and something leapfrogs them, it's going to be very hard to see how or why that happened. Like forgot yeah, be, uh... really nicely, but I just don't see. There's not a lot to say that he's that good, and he's had chances now to be that. It's not like he hasn't been in high pressure races and. We've seen him at 2,000 metres. To be honest, forgot you, I, I think might be better at a mile than 2,000. So his form actually, even though he won the bars, his form actually dipped when he went to 2,000 in the in the spring. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite convinced. Um, we'll be, so uh, that race was pretty straight, but uh, far less obvious. And our Bizarro, not our Bizarro, what's the next step? Don't know. Well, there's plenty of there's plenty of Dunno about the galaxy, and um, decided that in the Congo was the official Dunno. Well, we talk about Animo, and he's tied at the hip with in the Congo, or they've formed through obviously yeah. the Golden Rose last time in. We're yet to see him since he finished down the track in the Cornwall. I thought he trialed well, as you would expect a horse of his talent to trial. Yeah. But Dunno. No, he's got to be hard to figure out there because I don't think no one did. There, did anyone really think that when he signed off in the spring that oh, there's a galaxy horse? I don't, I don't know. He didn't seem done up. He didn't, he didn't seem a galaxy. <laughs> yeah, I. It's just he's obviously had a setback. You'd think. Yeah. Whether he had an issue coming out of that Coolmore, obviously well below his best there, and he may have pulled up with an issue, and then they've taken their time to get him back, and maybe it's all eyes towards Brisbane because he would be a good Stradbroke horse. Yeah, 
No, that's, I mean, that, that is exactly the horse he looks like. He's a Stradbroke horse, yeah, for sure and certain. So, um, that's interesting. I was a little bit interested. I mean, I thought it looked too Did well down there in, in a deep race. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's a battle of away game and isotope again, isn't it? Yeah. Our they, old friends. Our old friends. I declare, I declare case closed. Isotope is the better horse after the Gold Coast. And then away game went back to Melbourne and ran a screamer in the Oakley plate. She did. She did. So the, uh, i got to call the jury back in. Hang on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we mentioned talking about the Blue Diamond as a great leader for the slipper. That's got to be a good lead-up for the Galaxy for away game. Yeah, you would think so. I don't remember off the top of my head. Is this a better or worse race? I think Marabi is probably would be a clear favourite here, but probably more depth to this and more interest in the three-year-old this time. Mm. So maybe that makes this the, the better race. In fact, it's the three-year-old that I was most interested in finding. Corleli is clearly about the step back uh. of Corleli here. Yeah, had a setback and then kept him fresh for this. Mm. Just a draw. Ah, oh, brutal. If he drew 10, I'd be very, very keen. Just various... A wide draw is no good then? Not when you're going to... You know, we talk about race shapes, obviously, and Rose Hill 1100, if if you're going to go right back, you... Yeah, no, I hate it. Obviously, uh with that Warren got a right one. back job though, is he? I think from seventeen, I don't know what they're going to do. There's speed everywhere in this, and so they'll break up. So he just slides forward, forward at midfield, drops into the running line. Yeah, I mean that's what they're hoping. I'm sure that's what I'm sure that's what Rachel hopes is going to happen. But I don't see it. There is just speed all drawn insider as well, which makes it hard because they're going to kick up and obviously hold position. So then you're either going to have to go further forward than you want to try and slot in or you're going to have to ease back to get a spot because you're not going to sit. They're going to sit three deep in this for sure. So she's either going to sit four wide or she's going to be half-carding somewhere and just where Rachel gets to, that's my obvious niggle in this. Yeah, okay. Because I think he's at least as good if not better than Overpass. Yeah, I would agree with that. He's probably something like, I mean, he went one one within the Congo when they met in the in the spring. So the three I mean it's easy to make a case that he's the pick of the three year old chances. Oh, for sure. I think if he the draw is the only thing that's put me off. Yeah, okay. Well, if that's the case, the double figure odds and all all you're worried about is the draw. I have one piece of advice. Yeah. <laughs> have that team Bjorn in this. He's gonna have overpass Malkovich rule of law. They'll be the three on speeders. Air Bjorn. That's interesting. How can he? Uh, how can he best arrange that to to work for yeah, himself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So interesting. Malkovich blinkers first time. So whether they overpass just takes the drop behind Malkovich and rule of law, and then gets the sort of dream run. Big parade, ballistic lover. They'll be up there. Away game and isotope look to sort of settle right alongside each other. So and they the math horses. Who's the math horses? I think away games in that horse because depending how in the Congo starts, overpass from one either leads or he'll get leaded back. And then you've got big parade, ballistic lover, rule of law. They all come across. Malkovich from five lands outside the lead. 
and then away games in six. So if she kicks up, she can probably get the one-one or just behind big parade ballistic lover. So if there's a hot speed, she looks to get the drop, and Isotope should come across with ballistic lover and just land there. So they're they two, the three actually. Bella Nipatina, you mentioned her leading into the Oakley Plate. She obviously ran below her best there, but on her form last time in, yeah. yeah. So she'd have to be, you have to be giving her another chance, I think, from that draw. Yeah, she seems big price actually, doesn't she? Mm. I don't mind Collett with his mullet blowing in the breeze there as the, the knockout jock as well. Like those scenarios are made for him. Low draw, just barrier and fly through a late gap up the inside, but cut back to the inside, Collett written all over it, doesn't it? Well, you said, well, you had evidence. She's a better horse than away game from last prep. Yeah, I thought I thought she'd um, she'd wrestled that away as well. I thought she'd um, she'd never been that as good as away game, but she'd um, she'd had little bits of form over the journey that that said she was on her heels. And I thought the back of the spring she um, she went past her, and yeah, she was never said excuses first up. But the the manicado to Mister Jonker is um, and even the third to nature strip in the the classic. Third to nature strip and swats that wasn't it? That's um, there's nothing wrong with that. She's a she's something like a way game based on that. So, and I mean, and a way game is clearly something like Isotope, who's a clear favourite in a race, but I don't think deserves a clear favourite. Now, no, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of um. Should we move on before you mention? We should at least touch on Shelby sixty six. Oh, I was just about to go there. Ah, don't mind. Well, we can't leave the race without giving him a nod. How? How, How is wet is it going to be on? So, is it, what are we talking on Saturday? Wet, right? Like, I'm thinking good side of heavy, right? I think it's soft seven at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So we're not. I think we'll be. Else. Yeah. No, we'll be fine. It's not going to be 2017. Guys losing his shoes wet. No. Oh. <laughs> they would any other day. That's called off. Oh, I love I love Golden Slipper every year because I get to bring that up and remind you. Yeah, that was actually a great day for races. In up to our ankles in the, in the hunting out there. That was She Will Rain won the Slipper, Ben Mellon. What a gem of a ride. And one of my favourite memories on a race course was standing there. Uh, she Will Rain must have had 450 owners and every one of them was within eight square feet of each other going absolutely burko. And Gary Portelli stood there leaning on the, win- on the railing there and he did not move for three minutes. I don't even think he took a breath. <laughs> they were going off around him, and he was just standing there in complete shock. Could not believe what had just happened. That was great. Unreal. Unreal. And he's half a chance of doing it again on Saturday. He is. For Jordan. He'd have to be... Uh, he's done a pretty good job with his team as well. I think the Philly's not bad as well, that Fiber. She's probably, she doesn't have the rating profile of a few, but she's got the profile. You know, put three on the bounce and done it well. So. Yeah. Well, all of those, um, Billy Van Colt, the, I mean, usually the Todman and the Reasoning stand out a bit, or, you know, a horse like Cosmic Force wins a Pago Pago by seven and stands out a bit, but the Skyline through the Todman, through the Pago Pago and the Philly's equivalent, all rated, like almost, if, almost to the point where you thought, are we fudging this? Nearly identical. There's just nothing between them. She's extreme one, maybe a little bit better last week, but then she became she's become super trendy, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. the uh, 
she's a trendy pick for this. I suppose she's got the backup. It does have a little bit of a Kiyomichi feel, I suppose, a wet year, and does the back is the backup worth something? Maybe it is. Maybe that's what people have seen. But I think you got forties Kiyomichi. You're not getting forty shoes at Stream. No, as soon as as soon as there's a trend, uh, the next time you try and back that trend, it's gone. And the biggest win of doing these podcast lengths is it finally turned you into a tipster. What's the best bet this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I'm really pleased about that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best bet for me, you turned me into a tipster and the market has turned me into a Zaki lover. So There we go. How has this happened? If you told me six months ago that I'd be tipping and I'd be tipping Zaki, I'd have had you <laughs> I'd have had you committed. Um, <laughs> tipping Zaki. Bigger than two to one. one yeah. Bigger than two to one just a a very reasonable gamble to to me about Zaki who's got a I think a lovely platform now off that blamey. I think that's the the right race. We've got a few little form tie-ins there, but I I love the way both he and Inspirational Girl boomed home there, set themselves both up to, to run to big new peaks. Well, not new peaks in the case of Zaki, but get back to his peak. I think he's a good 50-50 prop to to run to a level that's probably going to beat them. So um, given that, yeah, I thought there was, there was more than enough fat in the price there. About a horse who's been priced up as though he's better than he is for 12 months now. Um, now they're letting you on, so um, I'm happy enough to to switch sides if you like and become part of um, Team Zaki. What's that, sorry? I said, come aboard, Team Zaki. All no, no. We've dragged you kicking right. and screaming, <laughs> kicking and screaming, but I'll um, it'll feel a whole lot better when he wins. You're sticking with the uh, same stable for your best up in Sydney. Yeah, not overly happy this morning to see that he pulled up with not with a minor issue but he report this morning that he's at a slightly elevated temperature than normal and he left a small amount of feed which for me thanks I don't really want to know that don't tell me that now I don't know last thing you want last thing you want want. less is more when it comes to information yeah we don't that's information I don't want I don't want to know anything about that because I reckon a lot of the time we don't know half of what's going on in stables and exactly. that's great. That's fantastic. I don't want to know. You know, yeah. we just, we, I just want to assess the information we can because I don't, I don't know what to do with that. Does that mean he can't win tomorrow? I don't know. But prior to that, I thought he was well set up here. I think he should have won the futurity. It wasn't a good ride from Jamie Carr that day. Got further back than he should have. And I think it's a different scenario tomorrow. Tommy on from that draw tagged the listed filly for Ben Love Blank. Yeah. Run. Hasn't she come on leaps and bounds this prep? Just obviously relishing the wet track. But she lands leaders back. Riadini's the leader, Colding outside. And then Mwanga just tagged Forbidden Love. So clearly the horse to beat, Tommy's got her well in his sight. So that's always a big plus for me. And going to 1500, another tick. He's unbeaten at Rose Hill. Got a good second up record. And being a stallion, this is big for his CV. This is an obvious target all the way through. They decided not to run a meal Samal, didn't want to run into Zaki. Makes sense. Our two best bets got split. And I think he looks very hard to beat in this race despite uh, the information coming through this morning. How do you see the George Ryder? Yeah, I would have made him favourite and, and still would. Um, Colette was plain last time. I think Colette's a slightly better mare than Forbidden Love. As you know, I'm a little bit... Uh, Anti-Forbidden Love. Well, I'm just sort of confused that she could all of a sudden become 
the star, but obviously, as you say, it's the wet tracks, right? So that's her, that's her trick. Her, her form on better ground is way, way below what's starting favourite in a, in a George Ryder. So um, I'm certainly never going to back a horse just because of a wet track. Like that's one variable I'm just not going to be, I'm not investing on that variable. So I'm, I'm happy enough to, to say Mwanga should be favoured and, and have very little argument with you. There's a, a lot of horses here that are nice enough, but a lot of them seem to get back run on him. Um, and if you're behind Mwanga, one thing he does is he sustains his effort. So um, yeah, you've made a little case there that, that it's going to set up well for him. If it sets up well for him and he's in front of a lot of these horses, when the pressure really starts to go on, it'll be very hard to get past him, I would imagine, because he, um, as I said, he, he flips his ears back and he keeps going. He's repelled very elegant on his day, so um, he can see one out. Yeah, I think the we touched on Forbidden Love, the few chinks with her. It's easy when, as we talk about straight line forms, which you hate, but she was so well set up for that Canterbury stake. Quick backup, back in trip, led one, beat Lighthouse, who won the Coolmore last weekend. So I think it's easy for people to draw that straight line in the sense, you know, how good's that form. But now goes up to 1500, which is a lot different. She's never fired really at Rose Hill. And I reckon she is a query running a strong 1500, which if Tommy gets it right, he's going to make it a test aboard Mwanga and I reckon she'll probably be found out late which is what I'm hoping anyway yeah he's got to attack her early yeah he can't let Huey get away with it which I don't think he will surely Riadini rolls as well yeah Riadini should keep it honest and Tommy should be smart enough to attack early and if that's the case it's um, it's a good bet assuming of course he's in good health but what do we know what do we know we'll just trust the vet and if he's there to run tomorrow he's there to win my little sneaky what are we expecting from Halau heading alright perfect prep for the Doncaster loving every minute of it yep he'll run fourth here and fourth in the Doncaster can I get set <laughs> somewhere can I back you to run fourth in both surely somewhere yeah. will set <laughs> he runs top three I reckon if he if he can run top three tomorrow he's a yeah he'll run top three in the Donny Willie on the wizard we, I think we said this as soon as the wizard said he was coming to Sydney, he'll ride the winner of the Doncaster, and it looks like it could be Halal. Because I'm not, yeah. we won't get, I won't go into it today, but Converge going to 2000 and back to the mile, we'll go more in depth about that next week. I'll keep that no. up the sleeve. No, keep that up your sleeve. You've got factoids, I know. <laughs> I've got eight. I've done it. <laughs> the only thing scaring me is he's trained by Gay. She's too good, but we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. You, you try and stick your facts and your labels on gay. Yeah, it doesn't. That hasn't, that hasn't worked <laughs> in 50 to 30 years, pal. <laughs> Don't try now. Anyway, that wraps us up. Uh, thanks for joining us off your deathbed, Blank. Hopefully you sound a little better next week. Yeah, I've managed to get through without a coffee fit. No? And are you, what's the go? Are you in for another seven days? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm not good with that. Uh, admin or paperwork, so I have no idea. I haven't bothered to read anything. But. <laughs> I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll join everyone next week for the review show. And next week, might touch on uh, Adam's performance at my wedding and how he did manage to catch COVID. We'll talk to you then. <laughs> <laughs>